George Former was in the country at Bathurst time. Former was one of the great road racing drivers in the United States, even spent a year racing for Shadow in the Formula One Championship with one podium to his name. He won a number of Trans Am and Can Am Championships when the, both those series were at their peak. He drove for teams like Penske Motorsport, also driving a variety of cars, which saw him working in many factory teams, including the American Motor Company and Ford. The press scrum was quite large at Bathurst. Been here once before, a uh, very quick holiday trip. Um, came to Sydney and did a few days, uh, then went, went to uh, Hamilton Island and then uh, home. So I really didn't get a chance to intermingle and of course was what was not a race thing so so this is a really a good treat because I could see the races and Ingramel with race people. Do you feel you're more in Trans Am terms more synonymous with Mustang? Well I've won championships in both really. I mean we won the we won the manufacturers championship in seventy, Parnelli and I. There wasn't a driver's championship. Mm -hmm. And then in 72, the SECA kind of flipped it to a driver's championship and a manufacturer's championship. And I won the driver's championship in 72. Then again in 76, I won it in a portion. So just you pick, pick what class you want to be in, either manufacturer or driver. Yeah. I mean, they were great days at the Trans Am. Oh, they were great days. It was, it was very, even today, I think it's probably the best racing series that we've ever had. I don't think it was conceived to be that. I mean, everyone hopes it'll be that, but it certainly fulfilled everyone's expectations. Mm. It was a good, uh, it was a good series. We drew very, very large crowds. We, even when we run the cars in the vintage's races today, that's the cars that people come to see. Once they race, everybody leaves. Mm. So it was a very successful series, has a lot of following, and it's a good series. We had good sponsorship. We had all the manufacturers. They paid big money for wins and drivers. I had good. We had the best drivers available, mm -hmm. crews, teams, and uh, it produced a very, very competitive, uh, entertaining series. I mean, you had right. pretty good teammates too, didn't you? I mean, it doesn't get much better than Pinelli Jones and Mark yeah. Donahue. No, not, not too bad. No, and that that's a good point because when I say um, we had the best of everything, we did have the best. When we had Peter Revson, we had Mark Donahue, we had Jerry Titus, we had Donnelly Jones, we had other guest drivers from Foyt right mm -hmm. on down, so even Pearson. So it was it was it drew a lot of interest because there was a lot of guys and we, and everyone that ran it says it's a lot of fun because the racing was good the cars were competitive to one another there was no no one manufacturer that really had a hammer lock on the on this winning it was pretty much when the flag fell it was going to be a race was the javelin timing wise it was the peak of that era but was well, it the best car that well, it was the best car of the, of the time, but remember the Javelin really didn't, uh, uh, Mark Donahue and Penske developed that car in 19, 
71. Mm -hmm. Prior to that, I think the Ford Mustang was probably the uh, epitome of a really good race car. Uh, the Chevrolet of Mark Downey and Petsky, the one car was always fast and competitive, but uh, in 70, 71, the, they developed the, the Javelin, and by 72, it was a pretty much a class, class of the field. You know, Jim Richards is building one up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I heard that. Has he chatted you, tried to pick your brain about it? No. no, I haven't talked to him about it, but it's it's a good car. And, uh, we got the Javelin motor at that time to, to be very competitive. It was it was not a, a problem. Uh, a little more expensive because we had to build a lot of extra parts because it wasn't an off-the-shelf race car motor. But it was once it was done, it was it, was, it had the horsepower. George, your uh, Can-Am uh, days uh, running the Porsche. How awesome a car was it? Vehicle. Difficult. It was difficult because it had a lot of horsepower. I mean, we we had a thousand horsepower and more if we needed it. But it was a, the initial car in '72 was a very pretty much short, uh, very short wheelbase car. So it was a little bit of a handful because with turbocharging, as you've all heard, it when it comes, it really comes, and so you had to have a lot of anticipation about. What was going to happen when you when you did it? So you always, you had to keep telling yourself, "It's okay, I can put my foot down." <laughs> it's okay, I can put my foot down. I uh, when I first raced it, uh, I hadn't knew nothing about it, had never seen it, driven it, or anything. It was quite a handful, and I would candidly tell you, it took me probably four races before I felt I was getting even half of what the car had. As the season went on, it got better and better, but only because I had more time in it. What was the favorite car you drove in that time period? You know, each year you had a, I had a different car, different manufacturer sometimes, and of course they were always the best. <laughs> the, the, the Mustangs I ran for two years with Ford, um, we had some very good cars. They were very competitive. The series, like I told you, was no one had a, a cap on that. There was, we, we had a good car and we had a winning car, potentially winning car. Uh, it wasn't like we were you know, going to be a fifth place car. We, we were a winning potential car. So it came down to a, uh, the crew and the pits because they had pit stops and fuel stops. Those races were 200 miles, mostly 150 to 200 With miles. Fuel falling from the sky at times. Yeah. So, and, and, in any weather, so there was a lot of variables that went into it. So sometimes the Camaro got the brakes, sometimes the Ford got the brakes, and then later on the Javelin. So you drove one of the weirdest cars that I can ever remember, the ABS Shadow. You had to bring it up, didn't you? Well, it's always fascinating because it was an intriguing concept. I mean, it clearly didn't work, but you know, little tiny wheels. You know, it 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 was probably. 15 years ahead of its time, because a lot of things that were in that car eventually came to reality as as race cars got further developed. It was small and was it had tremendous straightaway speeds. It just didn't have the the brakes or the cornering capabilities that 
the other cars had at that time. So it was, and it was a difficult car because, you know, couldn't stop it. I couldn't turn it. Yeah, right. Well, kind of looked like a, you know, an overgrown goat cart, didn't it? Really? It really was. It really was. I mean, we were talking 10-inch fronts and 13-inch yeah. rears. So, so was it? You said it was difficult to drive. I would have. I would have. The word I would have suggested was diabolical. I mean, it looked like it was. A well, handful. I'm being polite. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a nasty. It, it was. It was a handful. I mean, and the end result is it just wasn't fast to the corners. Hmm. If you're going to keep it, you know, between the fence posts, it was. You had to slow down. But despite that, you still kept a relationship with Shadow, didn't you? Yes, I did. Other Canyon cars yeah. and Formula One. So you obviously yeah. got on pretty well with um, Don, Don Nichols. Don Nichols, yes. I still do. I see. I talk to Don quite regularly. He's getting up in years. He's, I think, slipped a couple cogs, but he's still, he's still Don. Um, he was an intriguing man. Oh, he? yeah. Unbelievable. Quite gifted in a crazy sort of way, I wouldn't Well, he was, everybody was kind of, I guess they commonly refer to him as eccentric. Mm. I don't know if that's the right word. I don't think it is. It's just, he, um, he had a concept in his mind that he wanted to do, and one of them was to win the Can-Am, which he eventually did. And then uh, we went to Formula One, and he eventually had a successful, uh, potentially winning car. I hope you had a very happy new year and all the best for 2011. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.